Welcome to Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, and here with co-host, Passion to Reach's director and founder, Pastor Fanil Ipe. Hi, Pastor Fanil, how are you? Good, Emily. I'm excited for another Mission Connect podcast, and this is our first one on location. Mm-hmm. We are on the East End. We're here with some East Enders of the GTA. So I'm excited for the guests that we have today. We're going to really actually uh, be talking kind of about this idea of connecting to God's mission for your life in the midst of waiting on God or going through maybe a painful situation. And how do you stay connected to God's mission even in the midst of that? So I'm excited to bring on our guests in a bit. But Pastor Fanu, for all our listeners, why don't you kind of give them a key or a, um, you know, something that they can take away that when we're in the middle of waiting on God or we feel like something should have already come, you know, happen for us or we feel a call on our lives, but we don't know how to get there or maybe something's been held back from us. What is something that they can take away of going in the midst of waiting on God? This is what I can do. Well, Emily, I think that's a great point, this idea that there is a waiting period. You know, uh, when you look at the Bible, uh, one of the things that I appreciate about uh, our faith, about believing in God, believing in Jesus, is that um, you don't have this romantic idea in the Bible of that when you come to God, everything's just going to work out, everything's going to be perfect. In fact, Jesus himself, uh, obviously, as we know, suffered uh, and went through so many trials, so much pain, and yet the Bible talks about how he went through it with a with a focus on what God had prepared for him at the end of it. And so we just came through Easter, and the whole idea of Easter is here's a a Savior who's suffered, who's been on the cross, who's given up his life, but on the third day, there's a resurrection that's coming. And the resurrection, uh, it's it's interesting as an evangelist, you know, the one thing that we talk about, we tell people, this is what proves Christianity is true Mm -hmm. and real and Jesus is God, is that he resurrected. So, uh, you know, the, the, the linchpin, if you will, of our faith uh, is the resurrection, which couldn't have happened if there wasn't a death, if there wasn't a cross. And so uh, I believe, actually, that it's the waiting periods of our life and the trials of our life that cause the victory moments of our life, the 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 uh, successes, if you will, mm-hmm. that we experience in Christ to actually be that much more incredible to people around us, you know? Right. It's like David, you know, the reason David uh, could exalt God's name uh, when Goliath came up against Israel was because Goliath was a giant. It was Mm -hmm. an absolutely impossible situation. So the more impossible the situation and circumstances, the greater glory God gets when you come out of it. So uh, I believe that God actually uses the human trials that we face and we all go through it Mm -hmm. to actually show the world around us that there is a God that is beyond the human condition and can intervene in the affairs of man and really do something supernatural in our lives when we call upon his name. You know, that's such a powerful statement. And when you look at David's life, you know, he was called to be a king and it was many years before he actually became king. But in those years of waiting, you know, there was a process that he went through and he went through a lot of victories too, like defeating Goliath. And so I think for our listeners, you know, understanding that in this process, what is God showing us? What is God doing in our lives? Where are there victories? What is God using in order to prepare us for fulfilling that promise? In fact, I think sometimes our mission is hidden in the trials that we Mm. go through. 
You know, the reason David went what he went through was because he was called to be king. And so the challenges he faced, the trials he faced were all related to that throne that he right. would eventually occupy. Same thing in the life of Joseph. And, mm-hmm. you know, we could go through the Bible, literally, of people that if you look at the, at the difficult moments of their life, you get a glimpse of what God can potentially uh, want to do in their life. That's great. Now, we're going to be bringing on our guest, but she has a story very similar to this of just, um, actually, her story is one of dealing with infertility and feeling that call and that mission to be a mom, to have children, and yet struggling with infertility and how she stayed connected to God's mission in the midst of this waiting and and sometimes painful days, you know? The reality is when when we are waiting or when we see something but we're not there yet, it can be a painful process and so she's going to kind of introduce who she is and bring us through that journey so whether or not we connect with you know dealing with infertility we all connect with that season of waiting and going through pain so i think we can really learn a lot from her experience so let's bring on our guest we'd like to welcome to our podcast laura weeb thank you laura hello and thank you for having me we're excited to have you on the podcast today laura i'm excited to be here so why don't we just start off with just giving a background about who you are and how you came to know the Lord. So as Emily said, I'm Laura. I grew up in a Christian household, so I became a Christian at a very young age. I think I was actually about three. It was late at night. I was in my bed by myself. And then, you know, I said my little prayer, called my mom in. and was like, mommy, I became a Christian. And that was sort of it. Nothing really changed. I grew up in the Christian home. I attended a Christian school. So everyone I knew was Christian. So I didn't really have this concept of what life was out without God um, until I reached high school. And that's when I was exposed to a non-Christian environment and really had to learn how I felt that I fit into this new world. And so I went through my struggles I at times thought maybe I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to really be a part of a church. I thought Christians were very hypocritical, very judgmental. But for some reason, and I think it was my strong foundation that I had from growing up, was I never gave up on God. I saw Christians as not being very good people all the time, but I knew that that wasn't how God wanted them to be acting. So I always held on to God. And when I was about 17 or 18, I finally took ownership of being, no, God is important to me. I want to follow him. And yeah. That's awesome. So now take us through this journey. You've come, um, you know, you're, you've kind of discovered God for yourself. And now bring us through this journey of you got married with your husband, right? And, yes. and then kind of what God did in your life together. So um, I've been married for almost seven years. It'll be seven years this June, so that's exciting. And our marriage has been full of ups and downs. When we first got married, we actually had to live with my mom because we couldn't afford to live on our own because of the economy. We moved three times in our first year of marriage. We moved up to Collingwood at one point and then we ended up moving to England and then we moved back to Canada so there have been all these ups and downs and I think that those experiences helped prepare us for our infertility journey because we had already been through so much our relationship had been strengthened so that when it came to this um, journey we were a, a good solid team so 
we finally decided after we came back from England that we wanted to start having kids and everyone told me it would be easy. My mom was like, oh, I got pregnant so easily. Don't worry, you'll be fine. You know, after a few months, things aren't happening. We're getting up to a year, still no baby. So we saw our family doctor, started getting the tests. All the tests came back normal. So he sent us to a fertility specialist and still all the tests came back normal. And it was just so frustrating because we were a year and a half into having a baby and it's not happening and nobody knew why. Um, But God really strengthened us to be able to go through this journey. Now, in the midst of this, Laura, you had a, like you felt a call or a mission really from God to be a mother, correct? Yes, I always knew I wanted to have kids and not being able to have one just made that desire almost stronger because it was like, no, this is something I really want. And I almost got angry at God because I was like, you, you, you're the one that placed this desire in my heart. Why aren't you giving it to me? And I would pray and be like, God, if you don't want me to have kids then just take the desire away. And that never happened. So then it was sort of this back and forth with God being, well, you still want me to have kids. Why aren't you giving them to me? And how was the the journey as you're going through this now and um, and you're going to church and you're obviously serving in ministry? Is that mm-hmm. right? Yes. Well, how, what areas of ministry are you serving in? At that time, I was serving in the nursery, which wow. almost made things a little bit harder because I'm wanting to have a baby and I can't, but I'm holding babies. So you're Sundays. serving, you're faithful. Um, how do you how did you process that? Like, sort of give us a glimpse on what you know your week or your month, uh, you know, or, or, or your day to day struggle was like. You know, because sometimes people feel. I'll tell you why I'm asking this question, Laura. Is sometimes people feel like you know, um, if I'm really a Christian, if I'm a good Christian, then I've got to act a certain way. But the reality is we're humans, you know, and we have mm-hmm. emotions and we have great days of faith. And then we have days where we are not really sure that God even exists or if, if, he, if he's even hearing our prayers, right? Or if we're, maybe we're not good enough for him to hear our prayers. And all these thoughts go through our minds. What was it like for you on a day-to-day basis processing this this waiting period and this not knowing, you know, if and when, Uh, things were going to change for you. Yeah, it was very, very hard. I had some very good days where I would be like, you know what? I know God's going to come through because I trust God. I know he is good. He's placed his desire. So it's going to happen for me. And then there were other days that I was just very angry at God. And I was like, why would you do this? Because I sort of felt that I knew how my journey should even go. So I was like, okay, so I can't get pregnant. But for me specifically, it was my brother-in-law got married and I was like, okay, God, do not let them get pregnant before me because Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the first grandchild and everything. (laughs) And so I was like, God, whatever you do, do not let them get pregnant. And then two months into their marriage, they did. And I was so so angry at God and I remember actually we found out on a Saturday and then that Sunday in church we sang king of my heart and the chorus goes you are good good and then the bridge is you're never going to let never going to let me down and I had to leave the church I was so angry at God I was like you've let me down you are not good to me sobbing in my car angry yelling and in that moment I just I 
felt God's arms wrap around me and be like, Laura, I've got you. Don't worry. Wow. Like, yes, but because I was always like, God, I, I can't handle this. And it was just God being like, no, you can. I'm going to show you how strong you can be. And um, going through that, it helped encourage me personally, but then it also encouraged me that I want to be help other women find that strength within themselves and other people that, you know, when you think you've been given too much to bear, when you think you can't go on any longer, God really is there, even though he might not seem like it at the time. And even that, you know what, we can be open with God about our emotions. We can be open about how we feel and how mm-hmm. we are processing mm-hmm. things. I think sometimes, uh, you know, Emily, when we're talking about this waiting period, uh, we have this idea. Some people have this idea that you've got to maintain composure in a certain way. Right. And, and, you know, if I if I have doubts or if I have if I if I get angry, as Laura just said, if I if I'm like, God, why would you do this to me? Uh, then some how God can't take that. But uh, I actually think that's not true. I believe that God is able to deal with our emotions and our feelings and how how, uh, we process the things that we go through during that waiting period. You know, it's true, Pastor Fanu. I think sometimes we can go, God, am I right in feeling this way? Or am I really a bad person because I feel these things? But, you know, it's true. And the Psalms are all about that is this process of of in the good times, the bad times. And so, Laura, why don't you talk to our listeners about uh, you when you went through these moments where you were just... You know, upset or or trying to understand what you were going through, and how did you process that? How did you get to a place where you were like, okay, God, I'm going to trust you in the midst of it all? Uh, for me, like you said, King David and the Psalms really helped earlier on when I was in my early 20s and I was dealing with things. Someone told me, "You're allowed to get angry with God." You know that, right? And it's sort of like, what? You mean I'm actually allowed to get angry? And they were like, "Yeah, read the King David, read the Psalms." He got mad at God, but it's also at the same time then in the good times giving God all the glory. And I think that's what helped and what helps me process is I talk about everything. I can't keep things inside. I have to share them. And so for me, the bad times, actually, Facebook was very therapeutic for me. I would go on and I would share, you know, I'm angry, but I always made sure to um, point out in my little Facebook rants that I would do that Ultimately, I was trusting God that I knew God had a plan and I would ask for prayer that God would ultimately, yes, give me a baby. That's what I wanted. But if not, that God would alter my heart to match his plan. Growing up, the pastor of my church would always pray. I remember um, when people were sick, he would always pray for healing and whether or not that um, even if that healing was not the way we wanted, that God would prepare our hearts for that healing. And so that sort of stuck with me, even for this journey. If God, I wanted the baby, but if that's not what God wanted, that he would prepare me to not um, for that new step, for that answer of no. But the waiting, going on Facebook was actually really helpful because not only was I able to get my emotions out there, but I got encouragement from people And not only the, oh, we're praying for you, sort of this typical stuff, but I had people reach out to me privately and be like, Laura, thank you. I'm going through the same journey. And Mm. they would talk to me because people don't want 
to talk about infertility. It's it's not fun. It's a very personal struggle for someone to go through. And um, people would tell me, oh, I've shared this with a friend of mine that's going through infertility and they were so encouraged. And so yeah. as I saw people responding, it helped me realize that I was going through this for a reason. I was going through this so that I could be an encouragement to others. That's, that's incredible. Powerful. You know, I just noted one of the statements you just made, I think is profound. You said you ask God to alter your heart so that you could see his plan through all of this. And I think that is such a mm-hmm. such an incredible Christian response to suffering is yeah. that God that you would work on my heart. And, and also, I think part of what happens when we go through this and and Laura, you're a great testament to this. And just as you're sharing with us about how uh, you you know, people are reaching out to you and talking to you about their own struggles is that God allows you through suffering to begin to look beyond yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you're blessed, sometimes your eyes are so focused on everything that's going on in your life. But when you're suffering, you actually begin to see that, wow, it's not just about me, Mm -hmm. but there are others going through it. And how can I be an encouragement to them as well? So Laura, if you were to speak to somebody right now, so by the way, actually, Emily, why don't you let our listeners know on how God's blessed Laura now? Yes, we'd like to congratulate Laura. (laughs) She is expecting her first child. So, you know, this is, she is a testament to God's promise, God's faithfulness in our life. So congratulations, Laura. Thank you. So as Pastor Fanu was saying, if there's a listener out there first that is dealing specifically with infertility, what would you say to them? And also to, you know, our listeners that maybe are just dealing with waiting on God or not seeing something that they, a desire that they have in their heart come, um, what would you say to them? Um, For any women out there that you're going through that journey of infertility, it it sucks and you're allowed to admit that it sucks. it's a hard thing to go through because you get disappointed. Your heart gets broken every single month. You are mm-hmm. on this crazy, crazy emotional roller coaster because, you know, you try, you do everything you need to, you know, you, you pee on the sticks, you take all the tests, <laughs> you take the vitamins, you do what you need to do. And then you get all hopeful and, you know, you might get that one slight symptom. So you get all excited and then it all comes crashing apart. And it's just this vicious, vicious cycle. And then I was blessed enough to be able to get the government funded cycle for in vitro fertilization. But then even that is such a roller coaster because you are on so many medications. You're having to go to the clinic every morning, early in the morning to get poked for for blood work and prodded. And it's you have no physical privacy. It's a physically and emotionally and spiritually draining journey. So for all of you going through it, I get it. Some of you have been going through this journey for years and I commend you so much because I again I've been so blessed God only put me through this journey for two years and I cannot begin to tell you how blessed I am but for those of you you're on year seven year eight you know I I can't even fathom how you're doing this and you just need to know that you are strong and that God is with you. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that your answer, you've been waiting, you've been waiting and your answer is no. I, I can't even begin to imagine your heartbreak. Um, but I just, God's got a plan. He's got this, whether it's you're going to go into adoption, you know, God's got a little baby out there for you. There's someone for you God he doesn't put a desire in your heart and then not fulfill it he'll either take it away or he'll find some way of fulfilling it and so I just want to encourage you you know what on the bad days it's okay to be 
angry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be broken. Just take your brokenness to God and give it to him and he'll take care of you. And then when you have that good day, you rejoice. Um, yes, I'm so excited. I'm pregnant. I'm nine weeks. It's really early. I announced it four weeks because I've been so open for this whole journey. And yes, I did IVF and the doctors were amazing, but still none of this would have happened if it wasn't God's will. Um, so I just, I just want to encourage you and I just want to love on you because I know it sucks and it's hard, but you know what, you can do it. God's got you. And for those of you that are just in that waiting, you just, is hope and pray and be open. If you're blessed enough to be part of a church community, use that community. I would not have been able to get through this if it weren't for my church community, for my friends, mm. for mm-hmm. my like my connect group, the tears I've shed, the hugs, the encouragement, even my Facebook community. I couldn't have done it without other people. Um, a verse that stuck out to me was Second Corinthians twelve nine. Um, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. My power is made perfect in weakness. And Mm -hmm. it's, I was so weak. And I feel that God's power is the only way I've been able to get through this. And so when you can't do it, God can as Mm -hmm. all the, you know, the footprints poem, you know, it was then that I carried you that whole idea. I could not have done this with God. And again, um, the last thing that really encouraged me actually was a song that we sang when I was a kid. There was this song, I cast all my cares upon you. I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. And it was that idea that, you know, I can't do this. So God, I just give it to you. Take care of me because I can't. That's good. You know, that's so powerful. And, you know, we as believers, we understand that idea of of in you know, we know the scriptures, when I am weak, you are strong, but it's really um, in those moments where we have to press into the Lord's strength and power and the power that he's placed on us to get through that. And, you know, Laura, thank you so much for sharing your journey. Thank you so much. It is a very personal story that you go through when you go through something like this, but you know, who knows how far reached your influence will be in the lives of women who are struggling with this or or even women who also have gone through it and now can go, hey, if she can talk about it, I can talk about it and I can be an encouragement because, you know, we're talking about connecting to God's mission for our life. And sometimes it's we think it's, you know, what's been on our heart since we were a child or since we became a believer. But sometimes we go through something we were never expecting to go through. And that has now become our mission. And that's what's happened in Laura's life. And and, you know, in the midst of the journey, it's difficult. And now she's seen the fruit and the promise of God. You know, we see it along the way, but she's seen the fulfillment of, of this promise and this call on her life. And, and it's a powerful testimony to see uh, this journey that you've been through. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for giving me thank the you, opportunity Laura. to share. We appreciate you, you know, being so open. And uh, I believe uh, your story is going to impact 
hundreds, maybe thousands of women's lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I think that's awesome. So Emily, I think that was a great, uh, great interview today with uh, Laura. I mean, uh, it's not something, again, as Laura said herself, not someone, something a lot of people talk about. Right. Uh, not something that is discussed openly sometimes. And yet, I, I think her, her boldness and the grace with which she has walked with people, mm-hmm. uh, and she talked about her Facebook community being open, uh, I think that's powerful. You know, one of the thoughts I had about it, Emily, is that you know, part of finding your mission is being real with people, yes. is being honest. I think mm-hmm. sometimes, a lot of times as Christians, you're, yeah, you, you feel this this pressure to only share the good times, mm-hmm. you know, only talk about the highs. And, mm-hmm. and in the lows, you sort of, you know, try to deal with it on your own. Yeah. But the reality is, even through the lows, you know, when you allow people to see the difficult moments of your life, they'll actually appreciate it when yeah. God comes through for you because yeah. they've sort of tracked with you along the journey and they're like, wow, that's incredible. Like I see where you're at. I relate to where you're at. And yet I see how God has um, blessed you and come through for you. And I think that's powerful. Yeah. And, you know, I I think of the verse in Matthew where he says, you know, to cast your to to cast your burdens on him to take up his yoke because mm-hmm. it is light and it's going in the midst of these moments you know as i'm even as i'm pouring out to other people god whatever i'm dealing with the burdens that i'm carrying i'm going to cast them upon you so that i am strengthened to be able to pull you pull someone else up to help someone else through this journey and you know that is you know when we're talking about connecting to god's mission and helping others connect to theirs that's really what it's about Awesome. Listen, I hope uh, all of you listening uh, that you were encouraged, that you were blessed um, with uh, the story that we shared today, uh, Laura's story. And obviously, uh, we'll have uh, more information on uh, uh, her journey and her church uh, and the people that she's connected uh, with on our uh, show notes for this podcast. And I want to encourage you, uh, if you need prayer, by the way, if you're listening and you're saying, Pastor Fanu, I would love prayer and I would love to, uh, to have a conversation with someone. Maybe you just need to talk to somebody. Please reach out to us and we would love to be there for you. Uh, you can reach us at uh, Mission Connect uh, at uh, passiontoreach.com uh, or you can reach us on our website at passiontoreach.com as well. And remember, if you are listening to this on iTunes or Google Play, to subscribe and please share on your social media channels so others can be blessed as well. God bless you and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Mission Connect. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.